0: What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Trey. Welcome back to Renewed Studio Podcast. I'm so glad to have you back. Um, hopefully, you've been having a great uh, few weeks or a few months or however long it's been since uh, you've heard from me last or listened to my last episode. Um, but I'm grateful to have you here. I'm grateful to have this conversation. Um, I think it's a really important conversation to have <clears throat> Um, Before we get into it, um, I just want to encourage everybody that uh, we are um, offering this podcast on Apple Podcasts as well as Spotify. Um, And for those who want to see a visual, uh, we also have this podcast on YouTube as well. So that way you can kind of see uh, the visual presentations also. Uh, But With that being said, let's get into the discussion for today. Um, So I really want to have a conversation about... Uh, Christians and politics. More specifically, how we as Christians uh, should operate, interact, and represent Christ in a political environment that's extremely divisive right now. It's not the first time that we've had a politically divisive um, uh, environment within our country. This is something that goes in, in, in wild swings. So sometimes... I mean, it's worse than other times, but I think that within my lifetime, at least for me, I was born in 81, um, and in my lifetime, I don't know or I don't remember um, our political situation being as divisive as it is, where people are just like slandering other people and, you know, one side calls the other side evil and, um, and everybody thinks that they're good, and all these other kinds of things. Um, and so, I just want to talk about uh, where we are and, and what it is that we need to. What it, what it is that I feel like we need to be doing based on the scripture. Um, and, and and August twenty uh, third, August twenty third, August twenty, yeah, August twenty third. Uh, the Republicans held their Republican presidential primary debates, um, where they had I think it was like eight uh, candidates who are vying for the Republican um nominee for for president. And I'm not going to talk about really you know, all the details that came out of that night or out of that debate and where I fall on on what was said and all that kind of good stuff. Uh, because I, I believe that regardless of what's being said by either side, whether it be Republicans or Democrats or Independents or Libertarian or Green Party, what have you, um, we as Christians have a call to represent Christ in the culture. And that includes the political world as well. As well, and I think that what we've seen um, specifically since um, since twenty twenty and twenty, I, r- I guess really since twenty sixteen. Honestly, um, if you're thinking about uh, uh, when when President Trump was elected, what we've seen um, over those few years, and I guess maybe maybe if you talk to people who are older than that, they'll reference going all the way back to the sixties and seventies. Really, but what we've seen is that. Um that at times Christians and the church have been co-opted um, by political parties, um, have been co-opted by political ideology. Um, and what that has done is it has caused great damage to the testimony of the church. Um, uh, because when you become co-opted by a political party or political ideology, uh, you you now become part and parcel, to the good and the bad, right? Um, And so when people look back at history and identify the bad things that happened, um, if you are associated with those things, so again, if Christians or the church or church leaders are associated with those things, um, then the church becomes part and parcel uh, to people's feelings about said things. So for example, when we look at the issue of slavery and racism, um, and discrimination and segregation in the United States. Um, unfortunately, there are many churches who signed on to it. There are many churches who preached that it was a divine nature of, of uh, African Americans to be subjected to the white race. There were many churches who preached that it was God's design that the black race and the white race remain segregated. Uh, there were many preachers who preached um, uh, that. Black people were second class citizens, right um, and for and, and really uh, supported the segregation and the oppression of black people in the country. And the result of that is that now in 2023 uh, there are many people in the black community who reject Christianity not because they don't want God, but because of the history of the church's uh, involvement in all of those very terrible uh, very terrible times and very terrible decisions. Um, And we're kind of seeing that play out um, now where some Christians are allowing themselves uh, to get caught up in the division and get caught up in the mudslinging and get caught up in the conspiracy theories and get caught up in uh, whether or not to hold to Scripture or to let Scripture go. Some people are choosing to allow their political uh, ideologies and their political parties to lead them. As opposed to the scriptures, and that happens really on both sides. Um, I think you can see it really in things like Christian nationalism on the on the right, and you can see it in progressive Christianity on the left, uh, where one in Christian nationalism really looks to wrap the gospel in the flag um, and present the Bible and Christianity um, as America's um, uh, as America's religion, as you know, essentially you know, as, as, as America, as God's chosen people. Um, and then you have on the other side, uh, progressive Christian Christians or progressive Christianity, uh, which essentially plays it really loose and fast with Scripture, so that Scripture isn't literal, but Scripture is more symbolic, um, and Jesus isn't the only way. Um, and you see, again, the, the, the foundation for both of those beliefs really being their political beliefs, um, where Christian nationalism is more conservative and progressive Christianity is more progressive in its political leanings. Um, So I think it's really important that we just have a discussion um, on how we as Christians are able to interact and be involved in the political world. I believe that we should. If you're an American citizen, I believe you have the right to engage in the political apparatus um, and in the political systems. Uh, however, I think that the scripture really gives us some clear uh, understanding or how, of how we should engage in not just the political world, but in every aspect of the world. Um, when we look at Mark 12, 30 through 31, um, it says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. Verse, 34, uh, verse 31 says, The second is, love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other greater command or there's no other command greater than these. And so here we see that from what Jesus teaches us to do, that the, the two greatest commandments, first loving God with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And then number two is loving your neighbor as yourself. So when we look at the rhetoric that's coming out of our political candidates and our political leaders in our 24-hour news cycle and even on social media uh, where it really encourages hatred towards people who have a disagreement in political thought or, or political leaning. Um, we as Christians have to make sure that we are not allowing ourselves to be caught up in the same type of rhetoric and pushing the same types of, of beliefs, right? We are commanded by our scripture, right? We're commanded by our God, that we are to love our neighbors as ourselves. And realize that Jesus in the scripture doesn't put any type of caveats, right? He doesn't say, uh, hey, love your neighbors so long as they believe like you believe, or love your neighbors so long as they look like you look, or love your neighbors so long as they have the same political beliefs that you have, or they come from the same culture that you come from. Um, it It is a straight black and white, Love your neighbor as yourself. And this is one of the two greatest commandments. And these are the words of Jesus. Jesus is saying this, that we are to love our neighbors regardless of what they believe, regardless of their lifestyle, regardless of the choices that they're making, that we are to love our neighbors as ourselves. And I think that as we as Christians, if we can remember that, and keep that in the forefront of our minds, uh, it would be extremely helpful in engaging people in conversation because we talk about it all the time how one of the problems that we have in this country is that we don't talk to each other. So because we don't talk to each other, uh, we believe the stereotypes about each other. We assume the worst about each other. And our political uh, leaders and the political apparatus is able to really just take advantage of those things and galvanize groups in order to get votes. So it's very easy um, if you're a left wing to believe that all people who are right wing are racist. Um, it's very easy if you are right wing to believe that all left wing people hate America or are not, or hate God. Um, it is, it's, it's extremely easy to have a polarized situation or polarized environment and um, when we're not engaging in the conversations and the interactions with each other. As Christians, we're supposed to be the opposite of that. We should be encouraging conversations with each other. We should be demonstrating conversations with each other across the political aisle, across the denominational aisle, across the cultural aisle. Uh, We should be uh, the people that the world is able to see the love of Christ operating amongst us despite the fact that we have cultural differences despite the fact that we have uh, linguistic differences despite that we have socioeconomic differences uh the, the the fact despite the fact that we have racial differences what or gender differences whatever the differences are that we have are should be overcome by the love that we have for one another um and so that should be something that we are modeling for the world and the world is able to learn from us but it can't do that if we're if we're engaging in the same divisive rhetoric, um, the same inflammatory rhetoric about each other because of our political differences. Um, let's go to another scripture. If we look at Romans 12, verses 17 through 21, um, it reads as follows. It says, do not repay anyone evil for evil. Give careful thought to do what is honorable in everyone's eyes. If possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Like that's verse 18. Verse 18 says, if possible, as far as it depends on you. So as far as your ability takes you, live at peace with everyone. This is Paul's words uh, to Christians living in Rome, right? Verse 19 says, friends, do not avenge yourselves. Instead, leave room for God's wrath because it is written, vengeance belongs to me. I will repay, says the Lord. But if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. So now we're not even talking about friends. We're talking about enemies. If you're hungry, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. For in doing so, you will be heaping fiery coals on his head. And here's a good verse here. Verse 21, do not be conquered by evil, but conquer evil with good. So there's two verses here to pay attention to. 18 says, if possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. And so God not only calls us to love our neighbor as as ourselves, but also calls us, Paul here is teaching, to live at peace with everyone, if at all possible, which means you actually have to put forth the effort, right? You don't get an easy out, like, oh, well, I tried, I said something, and they didn't say anything back, so now we're at war. Like, no, no, no. Paul is talking about you us putting forth the effort to live at peace with everyone right and he he ends it with saying do not be conquered by evil but conquer evil with good why because paul understands human nature human nature is to want to get payback when somebody does you wrong human nature is to uh is to be at 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 enmity right or at war with somebody with somebody because Let's be honest. It feels good to get payback. It feels you no. Know, it feels satisfying sometimes to even be in dispute with somebody, uh, and not and not and not end it peacefully because we feel as though we're not being taken advantage of when we're in dispute, right? But Paul is saying that's evil. That that desire is evil. Don't allow yourself to be conquered by evil. But we need to conquer evil with good as Christians. So let's live, let's live peaceably with everyone as much as possible, but then also let's not be conquered by evil. Let's do the conquering, right? Let's make sure we're conquering evil uh, with, the, with the good that comes from God. Our last scripture is going to come from Romans 2, 21 through 24, um, and it reads as follows, says, you then who teach others. And this is this is Paul writing to Jews in Rome and talking about their hypocrisy and its effect on non-believers so again 21 says you then who teach others do you not teach yourself you who preach against stealing do you steal? you who say that people should commit adultery or should not commit adultery do you commit adultery you who abhor idols do you rob temples you who boast in the law do you dishonor god by breaking the law as it is written god's name is blasphemed among the gentiles because of you And so here where Paul is talking to the uh, to the Jews living in Rome, right, the Jewish Christians living in Rome and talking about how hypocrisy can cause the Gentiles or cause the Gentiles to blaspheme God's name. In the same way, if we take this scripture and apply it to us here in 2023, we have to ask ourselves, is our behavior as Christians is our disposition as Christians? Um, Is the rhetoric that we embrace and put out as Christians causing non-believers to speak evil about God's name? Are we actually representing him in the way that he has called us to through love and through peace and through wisdom, right? Are we being uh, the people who show love to one another? Are we being the people who show love to our neighbor, despite the fact that we have differences of opinion? Or are we as Christians embracing the disposition and the rhetoric of our political leanings that causes us to paint people uh, really with broad brushes and put people in the category of being our enemies, so that way, we're not expressing our love to them, We're really expressing our hatred, right? Because now we're we're learning to hate them. We're consuming information that only speaks about the bad of a person, or that only characterizes a person as being bad, um, or that leads us down conspiracy theory, rabbit holes, uh, where the only thing we can see is that a person who who believes differently than I believe, is just evil, right? It takes away the nuance from the conversation. Um, it takes away the conversation altogether, so that way we can get some understanding. Um, it just, it just, uh, 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 it just brings that person or breaks that person down to simple right, wrong, good, evil types of categories. Which, which, when we think about humanity, humanity is a lot more nuanced than that. But if we as Christians allow ourselves to be co-opted by the political parties, by the political rhetoric, by the political agenda, then what we do, in fact, is damage the testimony of the church in the world, where we should be the people that the world looks at as an example of how people with differences of opinion can still love, and people who come from different socioeconomic backgrounds. Uh, 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 categories still love each other and people who come from different racial makeups still love each other where the world should be able to look at the church and see that example they're actually seeing their church do exactly what the world is doing they're actually watching the church devolve itself into all these political camps Um, they're actually watching the church uh, take stances or not take stances that align Um, sometimes with the suffering of people, right? Um, Or that don't take into consideration the nuance of people's situations, right? Uh, Or that align ourselves with political figures who we just can't uh, explain through scripture, right? We can't explain the support through scripture or align ourselves with certain uh, ideologies and agendas that we can't explain and and support through scripture. Um, And so we really need to get back to What Jesus and the scriptures teach us to do, which is to love each other, to love one another or to love our neighbor as we love ourselves. Right. Uh, The Bible talks about how the world will know who we are. They will know that we who we are as Christians uh, by our love for one another. So we need to get back to loving one another. We need to get back to figuring out how to live peaceably with all people as much as possible and we have to recognize that our lifestyle, our decisions, our disposition, the way that we treat other people, can cause people to either speak good about God's name or bad about God's name, and we're responsible for those things. Um, and so, I really just want to encourage everyone listening um, as we enter into this uh, this new election cycle, because obviously we got November twenty twenty four coming up in a little over a year, and. No, with this debate that just happened yesterday or two days ago, um, it's just it's going to kickstart you know, pretty much all the discussion leading up to November twenty twenty four, and so there's going to be a lot of you know, messages and and vlogs and commercials and robocalls and all kinds of things that is going to try to really inundate you with opinions and inundate you with perspective and inundate you with messages of come now our side is, is is right and that side is wrong or my vision of America is best for you and your and your family and their vision of America is 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 bad for you and your family there's gonna be so many things right uh, we have in the church people who are no, who are preaching messages that are political right that are that are ma- that are basically uh, politically motivated um, and not scripturally motivated. We have no just individuals who are not representing Christ. So I just want to encourage the body of Christ uh, to put in the forefront: How is my how is my behavior modeling Christ? How is my disposition modeling Christ? Um, How is my love for my neighbor or my love for even my enemy modeling what Christ taught us in the Scriptures? Am I being informed? Is my Christianity being informed, influenced, um, and directed by the scriptures? Or is my Christianity being formed, influenced, and directed by the culture, by my political culture? Am I able to take a step back from all of the rhetoric and from the silos that we that we run to, right? All of us do, many of us do. Am I able to take a step back from the silos um, in order to pursue the ways of Jesus in my interaction in politics? Or am I a slave to those silos? Do I feel so comfortable in those silos? And have I bought in so much to the rhetoric uh, that I would much rather... Be with this group of people over here whom I'm comfortable with rather than do what Jesus told me to do and risk losing that group. Um, have, am I in an environment where you know, biblical Christianity has been replaced with cultural Christianity? Where the Christianity that I am being taught or the Christianity that I'm being influenced by really isn't biblical, but it's more so based on cultural priorities and cultural perspectives and political priorities and political perspectives. These are all things that all of us have to consider, whether you are right wing or left wing, because the aim of both wings is to collect as many people as possible to guarantee votes in order to get into power and we as christians have to be sober-minded during these times and during and in these conversations um so that way we are representing christ and not representing the democrat or the republican party we're not representing uh, the libertarian party or the green party more than we're representing christ we have to make sure that we are representing christ um at all times in every conversation and all our interactions. So that way people can see Christ in us and the testimony uh, of Jesus's life changing power, like that testimony of our lives being transformed by the renewing of our minds can be clearly seen in the world instead um, of us just looking like talking puppets for the political parties and the political candidates out here, um, so I hope again I hope this conversation uh, you no know, gets everybody thinking, stirs some conversation, um, and the like. Uh, and so I'm going to let you guys go with that. But before I let you go, guys, go, I just want to uh, make sure that I I announce also that um, you can again listen to um, Renewed Studio on Apple Podcast or Spotify. And you can watch a Renewed Studio on YouTube. Just go to YouTube, type in Renewed Studio, um, and uh, the videos will pop up. I would greatly appreciate uh, your support. Please put out the word uh, for about this podcast. Um, and if you have time, go to YouTube and hit the subscribe button there as well, so that way you can be notified whenever I upload content uh, to that page also. All right, well, again, hope everybody's had a a great week, and I I hope to see you guys again, or hope you come back to the channel again to listen to the podcast um, as we get back into uh, some more Bible study. All right, everybody take care, and God bless.